Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Deeper Podcast. I'm your host, Kason, and I thank you so much for joining us for this week's conversation. This week, I have one of Beulah's toughest prayer warriors, Chas Ivy. How are you today, Chas? I am wonderful. Thank you. So for those of you listening that don't know, Chas is, like I said in that, uh, basically the definition of a prayer warrior. If you want someone to absolutely go to battle for you in the spiritual realm, let me tell you, this woman has the anointing for that exact thing. So... That is why she is sitting here today, and I'm so excited to have this little chat with her. Today will mostly be about uh, personal prayer, but it's all with the same idea in mind. So before we get off into some of the good stuff, Chas, give us a little summarized version maybe of uh, your testimony. I will shorten it up, otherwise we could be here for several, several hours. but <laughs> So I accepted Christ whenever I was 10 years old, um, here at Beulah, actually. And from about 10 to 38, I would say, which is a long span of um, praying whenever I needed to get out of something or praying... I was always thankful, but just praying at certain times, no specific of any, of anything. Um, so I, during that time, um, I lived life. I made a lot of mistakes. I, you know, everything that if you could pick something right now that you would go back and redo something, I probably, there would probably be a lot of things that I would have re, redone. Um, whenever I was 38, I came to a crossroads. Um, well, and to just back up for just a minute, I lived with my dad. My dad raised me. My mom and my dad got divorced when I was probably about five years old. And, um, what I learned was to work hard. My dad instilled, he is one of the, and I have nothing but respect and admiration for that man. Um, he taught me a lot, but working was one of those, one of those things. Fast forward back to whenever I was 38, um, I came to a crossroads and I can tell you that Satan was out, not just for me, but he wanted to wipe my entire family out. And I remember one night I was on my knees and I was crying out to God because this situation was a little bit different. And I knew that my earthly father was not my go-to guy this time. And um, it was definitely my heavenly father, but I cried out to him 
with everything in me. And I felt like at that very moment that I felt him put his arms around me while I was on my knees and my head was buried in the recliner and I was just crying. I'm going to die without you. I need your guidance. I need your help. Like I cannot, I cannot do this. I cannot do this without you. So whoever, whatever, I knew that I was going to be searching for a different, a different man. Okay. Not just, uh, praying, get me out of this or thank you, Lord, you know, just this, just honesty. I did. I felt him in that moment. I felt him in that moment. Um, I felt a peace. I felt him. I felt him tell me, I've got you. I've got you. At that moment then, um, because I went to church and I didn't go to church and I went to church and didn't, I was not consistency. I didn't, um, I wished I would have done better having, having my kids in church. And, and that's why this is so important for doing these podcasts. And I thank you for this particular one, because I hope that I can encourage somebody, um, the importance of what we need and who we need. Um, so first things first was I knew that I needed to get back in church full time. Um, and so I did that. I found a church in Camdenton. Um, it felt like at first my family was kicking and screaming (laughs) to get there on time. (laughs) Something was keeping us held up. Um, and then when we would get there, Maybe somebody didn't like the music or somebody didn't like oh, this, boy. somebody didn't like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but for me, God was pouring into me. Um, and maybe it needed to start with me. I don't know. But I cried and cried and cried and cried. And it's the Bible tells us that he catches those tears in his hands and I think oh Lord you have big hands I mean (laughs) and and to think that the entire nation his hands are cupped and he catches those tears you know Um, I felt like at times that I like to think of it now that when I was in, when he talks about in the Red Sea and like waves are just going over you and pounding you down and there it comes to a certain time that he spreads that open, spreads the waters for you to walk through, you know, I made it through, (laughs) um, I changed what the music that I was listening to, like lots of things had to change in my life. And people looking at me now, I am not the person probably that um, you remembered to be me to be. 
Um, and I am better than I ever was, thankfully, that, that I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And that did not happen overnight. And I think that people think that it happens overnight, and it doesn't. I'm 12 years in now, <laughs> and it is a process. It is a process of asking him who I am, um, what I need to change, what uh, I need corrected, and giving him the, okay, God, show me who I am. Show me what needs to be changed. Show me what and who I need to be to bring you glory. And so part of that, from going back to my... um, My earthly father is, and this kind of sticks with me, anything good is work. Mm -hmm. Whether your job, your marriage, your relationship with Jesus, what are you willing to put into something? What are you willing to put into it? And it's, it's work. It's only going to be, it's only going to be, as good as what you are willing to put into it. Yeah. It's like, um, what a couple weeks ago talking about, uh, marriage stuff and that people think that the grass is always greener. It could be, it doesn't have to be your marriage. It could be any aspect. People think the grass is greener on the other side because the other side, the grass is already green. So like, well, once you get over there, it's just going to die too if you don't water it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to maintain. You have to put the work in to keep your grass green wherever you're at. Yes, <clears throat> I think it's also interesting. Um, people tend to seem to think that Christians that like go all in are hypocrites in some way. Like you said, like you're not the same as who you were, and that's the expectation. But the culture now says that you're supposed to just go to church and then you live your life like you did before every other day of the week. Like that's what Christianity is supposed to look like in our world today. And it's like, you didn't, you missed the part of the Bible I read, which (laughs) I don't know that part at all, to be honest, but. Right. Once you start seeing who your identity is, there's things that you can no longer to do and be pleased or happy. Like, you know, down in the inner part of you, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I can't do this. And and you don't want to. You don't want to do it anymore because you are becoming Christ-like. And it takes us our entire life um, yeah. to do that and and to ask him, look, spank my bottom if you need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that sounds funny, but... I want him to correct me. Right. You know, I want to each day where I am taking a look at, okay, how, what did I do today that I can do better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, before, I feel like we could spend all day just going back and forth with some of the aspects of anybody's testimony, but um, yes. I, I want to keep doing these little testimonial aspects of every person I have on here because uh, something I have, I've, I've mentioned it a little bit when we when Rick and I talked in week one, but 
I think it's super important for people listening because the majority of the people listening are people in, in Beulah. And this last week I realized that when God told me to call this whole thing deeper, it was like not necessarily deeper in in God's word per se, but like a deeper understanding of who we're doing this thing with. And to like to know our fellow humans and and the things they're facing, knowing that they're similar things they're facing. We we've talked about that before, knowing that hey, I've going, I've go, I am currently going through something that she just said she's going through on there or has gone through on there, and uh, now I like understand or know that I can get through it too, or that I am not the only person who's ever faced this ad- specific adversity before or whatever. So we're simultaneously getting deeper in the word and growing deeper with each other. I think that's super important for this. Yes. So let's get into today's actual topic, I guess. Our first stop, Matthew 6 or Luke 11, depending on uh, whichever one you prefer. I don't know necessarily that one's better than the other, but the Lord's Prayer, that's where we're going to start out today. Um, You probably recognize it in the intro if if you've ever heard it before. It's just a real simple little prayer, but every line there's some seriously powerful stuff in there. And I think that the most, the most amazing thing about this prayer to me or this little passage from Jesus to me is that this is the one and only time where the disciples go out of their way and they're like, Hey Jesus, that, that thing you're doing where you're having this intimate moment with the father and you're just talking to him. Well, we, we also notice that John does that too. And like, could you teach us how to do that? And, and, I just think that's so neat that they went out of their way to know how to talk to the father. And then he doesn't just say yes and start teaching him. He's like, okay, when you pray, he implies right there. First thing he replies with, he implies, he replies with an implication before I make a bunch of words that rhyme that prayer isn't necessarily optional. He, he lays out this formula and to communicate with the creator of the universe. And he's implying like you are, need to do this when you do it not if you do it when you do it and so I'm gonna did you have something sorry well I was just gonna say um I think that a lot of times and I will I would say that in the beginning of my walk um at part of the times when I was going to church or not going to church or and I would listen to different people's prayers I would think man I don't pray anything like that or what does that look like you know am I doing it wrong am I am I and so this is nice that when you don't know what to pray that he does give you throughout the bible not even just this one but throughout the bible there are prayers um that we can pray but also it doesn't have to look a certain way what right. he desires is to have a relationship with him. And that yes, is yes. what I was missing all along. All along yeah. was that relationship with him, talking to him, just like I am to you now. Like, it doesn't have to be any certain way. I can yeah. just talk to him. And I do all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spend give or take uh, like 10 hours a week in the vehicle. I drive to Springfield every day for school now. So uh, I spend a lot of time just sitting in truck, just people, people seeing me on the road probably think I'm crazy, but I'm just having, I'm just 
talking to God a little yes. bit, you know, and, and yeah, it doesn't, there is a time for reverent prayers and, and coming to him with this, this specific type of prayer, this hallow be like this acknowledgement of his holiness. But there's also the time for like, he's your father, like come to him like that. And in that childlike state and just have a conversation with him. Yes. Whenever I think about just me and my dad having a conversation and then I also think of me and my dad mm-hmm. in heaven having this conversation. It doesn't have to be something. It, it, it can be very simple. That's what mm-hmm. he wants. It, he wants that relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him about anything and everything. And and um, it's funny because the more that I... Um, got that relationship with him and started seeking him with everything in me. And then the more that I began praying and then praying for people, and then people would ask me, will you pray for me? And I still sometimes think, who, me? You know, for he does great works in us. He does great works in us. And then... And then for him to use me to glorify him or to pray with someone and for them to think that I have that prayer, that I was looking up to someone, you know, years mm-hmm. ago, you know, it, it is for all of us. And, and that will happen. The more that you do anything, the better that you get. Yeah. The same as what we were saying at the beginning. And and that's something I've heard from every experienced person in the in the church. I've talked to Rick about that. I've talked to Joe. I've talked like Ben. You name them. I've talked to them about prayer. And when like you come to those Holy Spirit classes, and you're like, some of these people like you start listening to Cole praying for people. And you're like, this guy is what is he talking about? Like you don't even, he's praying with such experience. Like and and it's just something you well, got to do. It. He spends a lot of time praying, and yes. so it's it's not something he's like. Like you could study out and do a special, like he's just doing it a lot. And that's where he's got that. Well, I think that in the beginning you are going to him in that childlike. Yeah, yeah. In that childlike as a new believer, you know. And I think as you grow, I would definitely say that my prayers has, has become quite different because my authority has changed. Yeah. You know, when you read the Bible and and it, and it does say in um, Matthew 7, 7 and 8, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. We, he wants us just to come to him. We can ask and he will reveal himself to us. And yeah. so I think that as we do that, then our prayer life changes, our relationship changes with him, our identity changes, like all of it does. Yeah, yeah there's a, a maturing that happens as, yes. you, as you go through it. And, and I've told that, well, we did a tiny little, like two weeks, we did a little prayer study in Sunday school months ago now, but um, I had told them... Well, one, I, one of the things I told them was like, just if you can't 
really come up with something. If you're struggling with something to pray, there are prayers in this Bible. You open up your Bible and find and just pray the words of that Paul had. Pray some of the things from Psalm that David wrote. Pray, pray something in this word. It doesn't even have to be a prayer. Pray scripture. It doesn't have to be anything uh, special. But that's how you grow and you use that, use his word to mature. And then pretty soon you're just having conversations and it's no big deal. That's right. That's right. Well, let's, uh, I'm going to read Matthew 6. Um, I'm going to actually read it 5 to 15. And then, and then we'll break it down and talk a little bit about it. So starting in verse 5, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive their your trespasses. All right. So there's a lot there. <laughs> There's, there's so much here, and we're not going to get into every little tiny, because some of this, we're trying to stick to some some of the prayer side of it, but there's some of this that's worth breaking down in a whole different level. There's, there's a lot of stuff to take out of it. The Lord's Prayer could probably be its own study specifically, but... Yes. Um, so, number one, let's start with verses five and six. Uh, Jesus, first he says, when you pray, we talked about that a little earlier, Um don't get confused and think you don't need to pray. The second stop to make as as we're kind of analyzing this, uh, kind of a question for you, Chess, is do you think Jesus is bothered by you praying out loud? <laughs> are you are you only allowed to pray silently to yourself in your closet? Or what's he getting out here? Absolutely not. I think that um, I pray out loud a lot of times. I pray out loud a lot of times. One, because I'm in my car, I'm to myself, I'm driving, or getting ready for work. That authority, um, I think speaking it out loud, Mm -hmm. and I want Satan to hear my authority that I know who I am in Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? And praying that... Um, hedge of protection over my family and putting on the armor of God. Um, No, I do not think that God cares how we go to him in prayer. He knows our hearts. Obviously, it does say in here about um, maybe praying for people to look at me and trying to use these Mm -hmm. extravagant words or Things like that, of course, yes, that's what I see that that he's talking about here. Yeah. But um, I pray with our prayer group at church. 
we do pray out loud together. <laughs> yep. um, I do pray, but I like to go off to myself sometimes when I need that intimate time too with him. So, no, I do not. <laughs> I think the key phrase there is just uh, where he says they love to stand and pray and then that they may be seen by others. I think there's a, when you're just praying out loud and you're just talking to the Father out loud, that's, that's like you just said, like the, he knows your heart, but if you're trying, if you're like, I don't know, you've probably been to churches where you see that, where people are trying to put on more of a show than they're trying to. Yeah. Yes, trying to do the I right have, thing. I, I guess, have but. seen that. All right, so uh, let's move on a little bit to verse uh, verses seven and eight. So I actually went into a little bit of research with this, and I'm I'm probably going to mess this word up. But the so at the the right in the middle of that verse seven, he's, it says in the uh, ESV, "Do not heap up empty phrases." The original Greek word here is "batalogeseti." Wow, I got through that. I'm surprised. Good job. It uh, it can mean a few different things. So different translations will say, uh, don't heap up empty phrases, don't babble on and on, don't use vain repetitions. And what I kind of want to talk about is to give an example of this, the, the best way I know how. And I don't have any problem with with Catholic people at all, so don't misunderstand me here. What I, what I do have a problem with is the same thing that Jesus has a problem with, and that's religious people. And if you just examine these two verses that Jesus says right here for just a, a little bit, and and I, I was like, oh, Lord, I have I have heard plenty of folks in church repeat words or phrases in prayers. I, I myself have repeated things in prayers. Like, where's the, where's the line? What's the deal here? And, and I've, I've heard this before, but actually in some research this last week, I came across the Catholic practice of, praying the rosary. Um, and I'm not going to go into the full thing and get into all the detail of it, but what a, what it seemed to me, and I and if you were Catholic and listening to this and you disagree, I would love to have a conversation about this more. But what I think this is kind of representing, similar to these vain repetitions where they're just saying, say 10 Hail Marys and say this phrase and then say the Our Father and then some more Hail Marys. And like it's just this weird formulated scripted prayer and it's like a thing they're supposed to do every single day that's like I don't want to take away from what they're 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 I'm sure that not everybody who's saying these prayers is trying to is like they're still uh they still have a possibly have a relationship with God but I do think that there's a the potential for something like that to become exactly what Jesus was talking about here heaping up these empty phrases of I'm just gonna say what my my dad has been saying for years and then his grandpa has been saying for years and it's these just these prayers that have been passed down for generation and generation and they're not actually sit, sending anything up to God they're just saying stuff and so that that's that's i think it's a good way to make your faith more of like this transaction rather than a personal conversation that's that's i think what i'm trying to get to here i think sometimes that we can make things too difficult i'm looking for a different relationship and i guess that that is your own personal um, without going to different religions, I guess. But I would more like to just keep it at a, at a level between him and I, a more personal, yeah. a more personal prayer. Yeah. 
not routine, not, um, and I don't understand all of that. So, right, right. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that there's explanation, but where my relationship is with Him, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I talk to God all day long. Before my feet hit the floor, I'm praying. <laughs> Throughout the day, uh, getting ready for work, driving to work, when I get to work, all day long. <laughs> and sometimes it's out loud. Sometimes I'm in situations and I'm praying in my head <laughs> because I'm not in a place that I can speak out loud. Yeah. Um, but it's all day long. And I don't know how if i would if i can encourage anybody right now i wish that i would have known when i started at 38 to now when i was younger i i really do because i think that i would have changed how i lived my life the importance of having my kids in church once i started my relationship with him for real, then I needed to look at my life as a whole, you know? And then after I read the Bible, so I've read it a few times now from front to back, um, and, and different things has stood out to me at different seasons in my life. Like I didn't know I was not ever raised in church. Um, so I had no idea really who I accepted Jesus whenever I was 10, but I can't say that I knew who he was and that, that he went to the cross for me. I could really talk for a long time here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll let you, I guess. I'll just sit here and listen. Well... Where is there anything? At? So the next little stop here, I guess, is to the what Jesus actually says to to pray specifically. Um, and there's lots of good stuff. Like I said, we could really go into every single line here, uh, line by line, and talk about everything with a lot of detail. Um, I kind of just put, made a little summary, and this is, and this is something I like. I said earlier, what in Sunday school we talked about this, and we went into the Lord's Prayer, and I was like, if you use this, because I don't. Yes, sure, Jesus absolutely wanted you to just use this prayer if you needed to, but also it's just a, can be a templated prayer. It can just be a, hey, these are some good things to use. Um, make it yours. <laughs> and so yeah. I kind of wrote out a little, like not, not a summary is probably a bad word, but but really it just, uh, it just comes down to, like Jesus just asked for a few different things. And so the first thing he's, he's asking for, the kingdom of God and, and the will of God to just take hold in the natural world, which which is big, and that's that's pretty much uh, what you were talking about earlier with kind of exposing the things that are the natural things that are wrong with me. Expose them and let your kingdom come in and take over. Yes. That's the same same idea there. Yes, it is. Um, he asked for just enough food to get through the day, and this is something I that you could you could probably write a sermon on our daily bread, but, uh, uh, just enough to get through the day. That's a really, um, th and this can be a real food metaphor or it could be a, 
show me in your word what I the, need to get through this moment of my life. Yes. And then he, he asked uh, to be forgiven alongside him forgiving others. Now, whether or not Jesus needs forgiveness, we're not going to go into that. But um, he does follow up with more forgiveness things, and that's, I guess, kind of where we'll start to wrap things up is talking about forgiveness. Um, it's interesting to me that he tied it to prayer. Because he, he, here, pray like this. And then he says, well, if, and also if you forgive others, your fa- heavenly father will forgive you. But if you don't, then he won't. <laughs> and it's it seems unrelated to the whole topic to me, but you look like you have it, something to say. Well, it's just a very bold, ouch kind mm-hmm. of moment there that when you look, because, you know, everybody is offended by everybody. You know what I mean? Somebody has wronged somebody and they hold they hold that grudge. And the word says right here, you will not be forgiven if you don't forgive. Mm-hmm. That's scary. And that's probably for the for most Christians that's probably the first prayer they pray. For the vast majority of the Christian faith when you realize your spiritual brokenness and you are on your knees praying that sinner's prayer the first time and you're like forgive me like that is the one and then he's like don't you pray it because you have to do it by the way yeah by the way (laughs) you're gonna if you want it to be if you want it you're gonna have to go give it out a little bit too right that's tough (laughs) forgiveness is another one that could be its own whole whole message i guess yes this is kind of getting into next week, but I did want to bring this up, uh, something you had talked about earlier, and um, it goes along with one of Paul's prayers, but talking about using prayer for just crisis management, basically. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people think that prayer is, for the most part, maybe. Um, I did look up some statistics, so uh, I'm all about that for some reason. And so this is just, I believe this is just American praying in general. But so this little study talked about uh, or asked a bunch of people, and it goes into different racial uh, segments, and I'm not going to talk about that specifically. But it was interesting to me, and I, and this could just be something people say, so the validity of this could be next to none. But I encourage anybody listening to look into this a little bit because there's some really... of the time, people are praying for personal guidances, personal guidance in crisis. That's probably the way I should say it. Um, Just under 50% of the time, people are praying for their health and wellness. A little bit less than that, forgiveness and confession, safety, a sense of peace, blessing their meal. It's just getting less and less, but not by much. Um, But these are the top top things that people are praying about. And this is, and we're going to go into this next week, but a little encouragement, I guess, of just like let's turn our prayer, turn the tide of our prayers a little bit less toward ourselves and more toward God use me however you see fit. And this is kind of prompted by earlier this week, I just spontaneous, well, I don't know if I want to tell everybody everything yet, but I'm, I was at Evangel, 
talking to uh, one of the admissions people and they recommended, they said, hey, by the way, it just so happened that their chapel was about to start. Okay, if you leave and you want to go over there, you can, like you can just go sit in, no big deal. And so as I walked out, I went to go towards the vehicle and then I was like, you know what, it's going to start in 10 minutes. I'm not going to, it's not going to hurt me to go sit in on a church service. So, and it was a Wednesday at like 9.45 in the morning. So, um, so I go over there and it's of course all these students and I sit in the back and it's, it's a pretty generic, I don't want to say generic sermon, but that's, that's the best way I could put it. probably. <laughs> but the, the guy spoke to a situation that's like that I'm not only been in, but just like the situation of our climate today. And he, it's about, he's talking about David and Goliath and he's talking about um, how today we nine out of 10 people are that army that's sitting there and like seeing Goliath do all these things. And they're like, somebody needs to do something about that guy. And they're just, they're that's all, that's their, that's what they're doing. (laughs) That's their part in this whole thing. Basically he says, one, like you have to have your full confidence in the Lord, not in your ability to do whatever you're doing. Um, And then you have to know who your God is and to live counterculturally and, and, kind of coming full circle I think back to the beginning a little bit was like the culture wants you to pray for yourself the culture wants you to go to church for an hour a week and then live like hell the rest of the week and so the the, this week I don't normally do a challenge of the week but this week if there is any challenge it's it's uh to stand out a little bit for Jesus I think so and I think that I would also add to that like I said, he poured out everything for us to have everlasting life. Don't give God your bare minimal. Don't think that you're going to be able to just read the Bible app on your phone and that's going to be enough to live on. It's not. We have got to get in the Word. We have got to open up the Bible and read it, and read it, and read it. Like I said, I've read it three or four times now, and every single time that I do, I come across something I didn't see that before. And maybe it's because of my growth, I'm in a different season. or But so I just finished it um, completely again on Valentine's Day. Um, and so I've started again all over then, to do it again because I'm in another new season. So I think that's great. Let's encourage people to to want more, be more, have a relationship. That's what I was missing, a relationship. And I guess because, I mean, I didn't know him. People think because they can't actually physically see him that he's not there, but he is. He's right here, like right here. (laughs) So we're not alone. And it might seem like we're off topic, but it all starts with prayer. Yes, it does. Well, we've been here for a while, so uh, maybe we should wrap it up and finish this whole thing up next week. We we could probably go for a few weeks, honestly. I don't... We got a couple of things scheduled, so we'll have to come back. But we might do more than two weeks. Who knows? This is a long topic. <laughs> we we can sit here for a while. But thank you, Chess. I look forward to next week and get to talk more again. All right. Thank you.
Well, that's going to be it for episode six. Next time we will talk more about prayer by getting into some of Paul's letters, uh, specifically the prayers written in the letters to the church in Ephesus. We're going to talk about praying in tongues. We're going to talk about intercession prayer. We're going to talk about the word amen. I am really excited to continue this discussion on prayer. And in the meantime, head on over to Instagram and give us a follow on there. You'll get to see sneak peeks of videos in the future episodes and other fun and goofy content as well. Uh, also, as a reminder to just hit the notification button on whatever podcast app you're using so you can stay up to date on episodes every week. And one little request, share the podcast with people you know. We are averaging generally 130 downloads a week so far, and we have we have like 550-some through the fifth episode. Uh, we're in six different countries, the U.S., Canada, Germany, Belgium, Kenya, and Peru. So uh, the more you push it out, the more people we can reach with our message every week, literally worldwide uh, being affected here. So that's that's awesome, and we thank you so much for all that you guys are doing Now let's pray and get out of here. Father, we just come to you right now in complete reverence to all that you are. Lord, we pray for heaven to invade earth more and more through the lives we live. And as we live these lives dedicated to you, we ask for enough sustenance to just get us through the day. Our faith stands strongly in you providing enough for tomorrow when we get there. Lord, we receive the forgiveness you have given us for the sin in our lives, and we pay that forward right now by forgiving those who have hurt us and wronged us in any way. Lord, we ask to have discernment and to remain sharp in the ways of the enemy, and we are grateful for the power given to us through the name of Jesus to defeat the tempter in any evil impofel. Father, we love you and we thank you for all that you are doing for us and through us. It's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.